when I was five, I was raped by a man who was a part of the church. And so I hid that. I did not tell my parents till I was 16. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to be talking about healing from traumatic experiences from our youth, and if there is any hope if there's too much trauma. We'll be talking to Paula Wallace, who was physically abused at the age of two, and then severely sexually abused, and went through severe PTSD and other complications when she was older. And by the time she was 34, she was contemplating suicide. Paula, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, Paula. Thank you so much for being with us on the show and sharing with us some horrible things that happened to you when you were younger. I understand that all this occurred very underneath the surface and in a very unlikely place as your parents were missionaries to South America. But then your mother had to go back to the United States to get some medical care And then your dad and your brothers and sisters stayed back in that foreign country where some gruesome physical abuse happened to you when your dad wasn't there. What happened? Well, I was given to some ladies in the church for six months. I lived with them in the church community because it was in the jungles in South America. There were meals together. There was church together. So I saw my family on a regular basis. I just didn't get to go home with them. Mm. And the severity of the discipline, I have witnesses that saw them spank me till I quit crying. Mm. And anytime I wouldn't anticipate what they wanted me to do, then I would get disciplined for that in a severe manner. So putting puzzle pieces together with the damage, with the PTSD, with the stuff that has come up over the years, reconstructing what has been a part of my story has taken a long time and a lot of work. But the amazing thing is that the story doesn't end with that, obviously. It ends with redemption. So it's easier to go back and tell those stories. When I was five, I was raped by a man who was a part of the church. And that was obviously traumatizing, but not as much as it would have been because now I just knew that men hurt you too. Oh my gosh, that is horrible. And at five years old, that predator was in the church and hurt you so bad through that wrongful action. How did you respond internally and emotionally after that rape happened? Yeah, I just shut down. I had already been trained not to show emotion with the severe discipline and abuse when I was two. And so I knew that I had been hurt, obviously, very badly as a small child, and I had to continue living with the people hurting me. Mm. And so I didn't want to tell anybody about the rape because I might have to go live with him. And obviously, that's not a true statement because my parents would never have made me go live with him if they had known about it. But as the broken little girl, I didn't know that. I truly believed that it was my lot in life to live with and be hurt by people. And the rape at five was just letting me know there was a new way to get hurt and I might be stuck with that if anyone ever knew. And so I hid that. I did not tell my parents till I was 16. And 
lived with a lot of pain and damage, but basically handled it by just shutting down completely and not letting myself feel anything, not dealing with it. And later on, when I got asked, well, are you sure it even happened? Are you sure you didn't dream it or make it up or read it somewhere? Like I had assumed somebody else's memories and went back through, okay, well, let's find out. Let's see if there's other proof because it seems pretty clear to me because I never forgot the five-year-old rape. But then in talking to my sisters, they remembered finding three pairs of my underwear covered in blood. Mm. where I had hidden them as a child, but they were young and innocent and didn't know what they were seeing. And they couldn't figure out how I had gotten tree sap or something covering three pairs of underwear. That was pretty bad. But then as an adult, when I told them what had happened, they're like, oh my goodness, we would have known that if we had understood what we were seeing. Oh my gosh. I am so sorry. That man was a horrible predator. Now I understand you had faith in Jesus at this time when this happened. And honestly, many would turn away from their faith if something like this happened to them. How did you feel about God during this time in your life? Well, he was the only one that I felt had not hurt me. Like people hurt me. My family, whether it was intentional or circumstantial, had abandoned me. I had been hurt by the people I was with. I'd been hurt by people in the church. There's, you know, a lot more complicated stuff that all goes with that. But God was the person I could talk to that I could communicate with a lot of trauma victims, have a secret friend or a pretend person that helps them survive emotionally and internally. And in my world, God was that to me. Mm. And so I never questioned that he was with me. I never questioned that he loved me. I had some warped perspectives about what that love would look like because my human father loved me and yet he had given me to people that hurt me horribly. And of course, he never knew what was being done to me. Yeah. It wasn't happening in front of him. And my mom was out of the country, but a loving father evidently didn't have a problem with you getting hurt really badly. So I could see God as a God that could love martyrs or people being tortured for their faith. That side of it, I understood really well. Mm. I didn't understand very well the love that healed or that wanted to restore or that wanted good things for me. I just thought I was born to be a martyr, which... It's twisted thinking that comes from a very broken little girl. And it's been amazing in my healing journey to actually learn that the God I knew loved me actually wanted healing and health and wellness and beauty and love in my life, not just the fact that I chose Him even when it hurt. My gosh, I understand that as you kept those emotions bottled up inside into adulthood, you ended up in a relational mess and other internal difficulties from this trauma. I want to have you back on our next show to hear how you overcame all of this as it plagued much of your adult life. Paula, thanks so much. We'll see you on our next show. Thank you. Hang on. I have some thoughts for you right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? 
you may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe 10, some of you 25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to awakeningthenations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? You would really think she would turn away from God after going through all of this, right? I mean, that's what I would think. And I think a lot of people, when they're getting molested from someone in a churchy kind of situation, this is bad. But for her, it seemed like she was leaning into God rather than blaming God for this horrible hypocrisy and evil she was experiencing in life. And yes, I know her viewpoint was completely twisted, like she, you know, professed where she was thinking that she was supposed to endure this type of evil in her life and that it was part of her calling. Wow. Incredible. Because in truth, there's nothing Christian about having wolves in sheep's clothing around the body of Christ. And how is that she made it through such trauma in her life? I believe that as she kept her faith in God, she experienced what the ancient promise through scripture says in Isaiah 41.10. And why do we want to know this? Because the truth is, We're not guaranteed to not go through something traumatic in our lives. We could all be going through some type of trauma in our lives. How do you deal with traumatic situations? There's no one who can protect you from everything. And in Isaiah 41.10, it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I love this verse. Because when trauma happens, what comes in? Fear. And when someone is dismayed, they're like, it's so much fear that it just comes out on your face. You're just like, and we can all be there. And you can feel like crumbling from the inside out where you're crumbled first on the inside and then your body follows through with that. You ever had that happen? Well, God literally upheld Paula through this process and helped her to survive through this traumatic situation. When you think about it, How do any of us get through these types of situations? Well, I promise you, it isn't because of how tough that you are. Rather, it's God who upholds you with his righteous right hand, whether we know it or not. What about you? I know there's someone who's gone through trauma themselves and they're listening right now. Maybe it was a rape. Maybe it was some other event that caused huge trauma in your life. And you feel like you can't tell anyone or that no one understands you, right? My friend, God knows and he wants to take that pain away. He wants to remove the pain from the offense that was caused upon you. How do I know this? It is written in Isaiah 53, 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. You see, Jesus took pain when he didn't need to. Why? What does this verse have to do with anything? Well, because it was for you. When he endured the pain from his torture and persecution that led to dying on the cross, all of it, every lash, every abuse, every name he was called, he did it for you. He endured the abuse of mankind. He endured it all. He endured it all so that we could experience healing through what he did. Now, you might be wondering, how does this happen? Like, what does Jesus dying on the cross have anything to do with me? Well, according to ancient scriptures, This was prophesied by Isaiah and was fulfilled by Jesus Christ at a place called Golgotha. Today, if you've gone through trauma, check this out. If you've gone through pain, you can have peace and healing. 
because Jesus went through and purchased it for you. He bought it. You see, good things usually are not free. And the peace of God and the healing of God is not free. But Jesus paid the price. And he did it willingly, not begrudgingly, because he loves you. You need to look at it, friend. God loves you, my friend. No matter what you have gone through, he loves you. He wants you to walk into freedom and run into an abundant life. He doesn't want you to be stuck in your trauma. He doesn't want you to be stuck in your pain. He wants to heal you. And he paid that price. Will you receive that free gift of healing? A life where the pain is muted and gone. A life of healing. A life with a future and hope. He has that for you. Lord Jesus, I'm praying for the person who's gone through trauma in their life. And maybe nobody knows but them. But God, you know, and you're right here. Lord Jesus, I'm praying for your spirit to move in quickly. Lord Jesus, and we know now by the power of the cross and what you did for us, it's a gift of that healing, that your peace can come upon us right now and that by your stripes we're healed. Jesus, we receive that healing even now. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony and I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningDonations.com. That's AwakeningDonations.com. See you next time.